Um, you must try and explain to me what makes these two and a half thousand rand phones any good, Kevin. <laughs> Just because it has a big screen and nothing else, really. Okay. I mean, I'm a champion of the 3,000 Rand phone and at a push I'll go to 6,000 Rand. But at 6,000 Rand the phone does absolutely everything I need it to do. It takes pictures of a more than adequate quality, um, internet access is great, all my most important apps run fine. I don't know what you, what are you, what are you personally using on a phone above 6,000 Rand? What is now so critically important to you? Is it the optics? Is it the optics? I mean, the lenses on the phone and the camera yes. system. What else? So it's camera. For me, it's camera performance as in like actual operation of apps. Mm. Like <laughs> I had a really messed up situation with this thing. I was trying to call you actually. Mm -hmm. And then you had answered. And this thing just, it's not the first time it happened. It mm. just has like a hesitation about when it's actually going to pipe the sound through. Okay. And then was it a WhatsApp call or a cell phone? It was call? a cell phone call. Oh, yeah, it was that's a cell right. Phone I remember call. it. Yes. Yeah, yeah. And then and what you got no audio even had, though it connected. I, I there had was no like a audio. gap. Oh. And then I was like, must I put it on speakerphone? Uh -huh. And then I did. And then you phoned me back. And then it was like little okay. things like that. So you saying stutters. the call quality or the call con connectivity yes. seemed to hesitate? Uh. Yeah, and that's a great way to start episode 120, 135 of the Overclock ZA podcast, oh. Africa's most accessible consumer technology podcast. I am Lindsay Shooters, your host, Sharpshooters on social media, and I'm joined as always. You heard him speaking. He needs no introduction, but I'll give it to him anyway. <laughs> the editor of the continent's largest consumer technology publication, cleverly called Tech Magazine. Kevin, what how are you see, doing? What you see is what you get, man. That's what we're all about. I try and be what what, I, what you see is what you get. But if you meet me in a social situation at a dinner party, I can't be honestly. I can't honestly say that what you see is what you get. You know, that's just a mask, a uh, face I prepare to meet the faces that I meet. Oh my goodness! Oh, you're walking around with that sign that says "I'm the editor of Tech Magazine." Again. <laughs> <laughs> but Gavin, you know what a 2,500 rand phone protects me from? A targeted attack like Pegasus, uh -huh. which is a piece of software, malware, that is specifically targeted towards certain individuals and their mobile devices. It's developed by an Israeli firm called OSA. And in 2018, they were up in Joburg doing a little demo that was actually called Track Anyone Anywhere. And it has now come to light that they have a list of 14 heads of state who mm. their clients have been targeting with this malware, including Emmanuel Macron, President of France, and right. Cyril Ramaphosa. So it's my understanding that they actually get more or less full access to everything that's going on on yes. the phone. Okay, well that's all well and good, but can you really see Macron, or for that matter, Cyril Ramaphosa, actually discussing state business on WhatsApp with, you know, the government ministers? I can't see it, man. I can definitely see it. You see the, the health minister going, we've run out of PPEs in Durban, what shall we do, president? And he's going back, just buy some more, I'll maybe make budget available. Maybe no, I mean, I just don't like think that's VPN going on. Because, I mean, this malware, um, it can be, nowadays, they've upgraded it, so there is a zero-click attack, so, like, you get a message, mm. and you don't even have to click it, it just needs to be delivered to your phone, mm -hmm. okay. and then they'll have, like, yeah. full access, and they can simulate clicks, and they can do all sorts of things, mm. and track everything that's happening on your phone. So, if... Cyril is maybe using like a super hardcore VPN. Mm. Like they can just still see everything. Still see that's everything. Happening. Okay. All right. Well, I would first the first place I would hesitate to uh, hesitate to imagine what kind of state secrets are being passed through the phone. But presumably there are at least occasional slip-ups mm. where Cyril will arrange to have dinner with his wife <laughs> at the restaurant 
in Santon. And if you were trying to take Sorrel out, you would know that he's going to be at restaurant XYZ nah, at time I ABC. I think they, they're intercepting things. But the, 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 the other thing, the other conversation here is um, there were a couple of media publications who had prepared, it was three different, it was Guardian and it was a couple mm -hmm. of others, who had prepared media around this topic, releasing this list. Um, because it's also like unlawful attacks on journalists and yeah. activists, um, which is really concerning. But that they held that information back and had not gone to the likes of Google and, and Apple, mm. whose platforms are being attacked by this malware, to let them kind of patch okay. what was happening. Well, I mean, I think that the creators of this product are being extremely disingenuous by going, yes. they've used this in a way that we didn't intend, you know. That's just ridiculous. When you give out your product to people, you can't prescribe to them how they're going to use it. Well, maybe if you're Apple, you can. But nobody else can really <laughs> <laughs> prescribe to you how to use the product you've purchased, right? So you must expect that people are going to use it for maximum gain. Yeah. And if that means spying on people, that's what it means. So don't pretend like your hands are all clean. So you like Pandora's box. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And anyway, Pegasus might be getting the headlines today, but I can assure you there are at least three other products exactly like Pegasus, which you can probably just purchase on the dark web. I don't want to name Estonia it's as a location. It's going to be know. very expensive, and that's the reason why it can't be deployed on a population level. Yeah. So you and me will just get attacked by mere phishing campaigns. No. Okay, here's, <laughs> here's the ultimate prophylactic. If you think that you might be the target of hackers, what you should do is get a job in the media industry because you'll immediately become so poor you will be completely insignificant oh as goodness. a target. <laughs> but they've been attacking journalists. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. Um, let me tell you another thing where people can't tell you how to use their services. Mm -hmm. Kevin, there's been a couple of data users in South Africa who have been very, very naughty. Mm. Yeah, so RSA Web is one of the premium fiber line suppliers in South Africa. They published data for their biggest single user who managed to download in a single month in June 69 terabytes of data. That is 69,000 gigabytes of data was downloaded in a single month. This person had a one gigabit line, which is nice. It's kind of like being connected directly to the spinal cord of the internet. Plugged That's lovely. into the matrix. <laughs> yeah. Then they, they had a couple of other users who broached the sort of 50 terabyte mark, which That's is like outrageous. Visualize 69 terabytes. Kevin. Yeah. Okay. It's what you impossible to visualize. 7,000 4K HDR movies. Yes. I mean. I mean, okay, we're pretty heavy users. We do a little bit of downloading, a lot of gaming, a lot of working. So, yes. And we get to maybe 400 gigs a this month. This time last year, obviously everybody came home. I have five adults in mm. my home and two children, so yeah. school-going age. We were averaging about a terabyte a month. Yeah, no, I've, I've had months where I reach a terabyte, but then I know I'm doing it because <laughs> so I've downloaded like, a quarter of the internet. That's yeah. video calls yeah, yeah, constantly. Yeah. It's yeah. like a whole bunch of updating things. Yeah, dating. <laughs> Up updating, <Really>? updating, <laughs> Up updating is when you target a date with someone who's above so, your social so class. So two other users <laughs> were doing 50 terabytes a month, and then cool ideas were like, hey. We can not beat that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> cool ideas are like a small ISP who are becoming more significant these days. They published data for their users. Their biggest user was 41 terabytes. And then they had another two who were just below that in mm. the 40 terabyte range. So we're talking people who, I mean, I can't imagine what these people are doing. Are they trying to download? I don't know. Entire archives know. of Maybe movies. Maybe like the one dude is like a, I mean, it's a not developer. No, it can't be software. I mean, you could download a copy of Microsoft Office 
every day for a month and you know barely Strangely make a terabyte. Enough, yesterday, mm. uh, my sister-in-law, uh, her Outlook was crashing, and then they had to like reinstall mm. Like, mm. Office 365 mm. again. And then the tech guy who was remoting onto a laptop was like, "Hey, your connection's like really slow, and it, this might take a while." And I was like, uh, "No." Because, um, like, mobile connections, they are very up and down. Yeah, yeah. So, like, sometimes it will show, like, 35 megs per second, and mm -hmm. then other times it will be, like, five. four. Uh -huh. so, like, five. It just depends on exactly when you are doing so, those speed tests. Mm. And then it was, like, I had just gone to go check the speed test, and she was like, oh, no, it's done. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, yeah. interesting, I also got a phone call, phone call today from Supersonic, MTN Supersonic. Right. To apologize. Um, that the rollout has been delayed mm. and to offer me a home broadband LTE package until Supersonic comes into my neighborhood Area. and I was like uh, I've actually moved on with Rain 5G. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so yeah, so your LTE would ultimately be too slow for the 5G you already have. Yes. Although, although I mean there are scenarios where it might work. But what's lying at the bottom of this whole issue is bandwidth and usage of bandwidth around the world in my opinion, this is something that you don't actually use up, you know. It's a resource that doesn't need to be replenished, it just doesn't get used up. So yeah. the size of the cables remain finite, but they're constantly able to push more and more data through those cables. And it just doesn't feel like a resource that it's can easily get used up. It's really, so, really nerdy yeah. how they push more and more through. And it's like, it, it goes to like that spectrum conversation that always comes up in South yeah. Africa where our mobile network providers have had to really optimize the way they package these yeah, data yeah, yeah. bits but and the, the, how the, they push it through the pipe. But the, the fiber thing is interesting. Remember, for fiber, uh, fiber is basically cables made out of glass. Yes, and it's light. And the data traveling down the glass is actually flickers of light, extremely high frequency flickers of light, but that's what it is. And they found better and faster ways to make the light go faster, mm. use different colors of light, various other ways of boosting the signal so you know we're looking at a future where the pipes continue to get faster and faster um and so we're not really ever using up the bandwidth resource but Why? anyway yeah okay so along so everyone should just Sorry do what they that. want <laughs> okay um talking about budget phones gavin uh we had a lovely chat with xiaomi xiaomi south africa who now have boots on the ground like an actual pr people like employed by xiaomi in mm. south africa doing first party kind of distribution stuff no more gray imports and everything mm. and it seems like we might be getting an influx of xiaomi products yes I and mean, this is great i've been the biggest xiaomi fan for the longest time and i've moaned continuously that we can't get a hold of their products and that consumers can't get a hold of their mm. products they just were never carried properly on any networks yeah. despite the vaguely marketing Xiaomi products for over six years, I believe. Yes. So, if you as a consumer have never used a Xiaomi phone, go out and get one and use it. Um, we, well, I can't speak for Lindsay, but I feel it's the best value proposition in a phone in South Africa today. So for below 10,000 Rand, there will probably be a couple of offerings, all of them excellently good. I'm busy using the Redmi Note 10 Pro at the moment. Wonderful, wonderful phone. I think it's 7,500 Rand. The only Rand, problem that like I have that. is like, mm. they don't just have Xiaomi phones. It's oh, like, it's a huge it's morass like of models, the man. Me 
11 now. Yeah, Mi is M-I, derivative yes. of Xiaomi. Yeah, mm. so that's kind of their flagship right now. And mm. then you get the Redmi, and then you get the Redmi Notes. Yeah. And then they have like another brand. Another below logo, that, yeah, yeah. Like a whole bunch of stuff. So it's very confusing. But yeah, look out for it. Anything with Mi in the title. Yeah. And they have like routers. And yeah, they've got a very wide product range beyond phones. But I think, I think they want to break into the market with phones because it's what they're known for. Actually, they are probably the second biggest phone manufacturer in the world at the moment. Yes. Behind Samsung, who would be first, yeah, Xiaomi they, they, would be second, and Apple would be yeah, third. Yeah, they, they just jumped Apple in, in the last quarter. Yeah, so but we'll have, um, I forget her name now. Nikki. Nikki. We'll have Nikki on the podcast next week right. uh, just to sing her little song okay. for, for herself. Who, for those who don't know anything about Xiaomi, you want to spell that X-I-A-O-M-I. Hmm. Xiaomi. And then Gavin, you have a Blackberry. I don't understand what is going on with this Blackberry. <laughs> Why even bring Blackberry up? <laughs> well, you know, I can't deny... I mean, I was a big fan of the BlackBerry keyboard phones, the originals, the original smartphones, but I also got into the touchscreen phones. I really liked the design. It was a nice industrial business-like design. It had, you know, real corners instead of all this rounded stuff that passes for a phone today. Really enjoyed the BlackBerry build quality. Loved so much about it. So, you know, whenever they tell me a new BlackBerry phone is coming out, it catches my attention. But I have to say, I'm a little skeptical. Um, a few years ago, a company called TCL, took over the license to mm. manufacture BlackBerry phones because BlackBerry themselves had moved out of that market. BlackBerry's primary product now is operating systems for cars. Mm. Um, but TCL was a partner and then last year they admitted defeat and just dropped the BlackBerry product and the license. And a new company called Onward Mobility now wants to produce the next BlackBerry 5G phone which will have a physical keyboard. It's got nowhere to go, I'm afraid. But you seem very excited. Um, you are a long-term BlackBerry user. I know you have a soft spot for them. Exactly, but I'm just so skeptical if they're going to get it right. Can they go back to the design accents that I enjoyed in the original BlackBerry touchscreen phones with Android? For one thing, they need to go with plain vanilla Android instead of their special derivative thereof. But mm. then what about all the BlackBerry security functions and all that? Yeah, well, that's the thing. It turns out that that's just not that important anymore. That's just not a selling point, I, I don't think. I actually just want to see BBM... Um, BBM come back. Mm. messenger to challenge the WhatsApps and the Telegram. I Telegrams assume he's just the... trolling me there. No, I'm not trolling. Ooh, BBM was a great I... messaging platform. Was hollowed out by Mixit though, and Mixit in turn was hollowed out by no, WhatsApp. No, no, Mixit came before BBM. Yes, and then came BBM. I remember Mixit still on a feature phone. Oh, I see. Yes. yes. No, okay. And then you BBM was like the big move where everybody moved over to like smartphones. Okay, like right, those, right. The package of BlackBerry uh -huh. app. Well, what? What was it called? What, the BlackBerry? Oh, the you used to buy it thing. for like 15 yeah, rand yeah, a month that's or right, something. That's right, that's right. It was called uh, something. BlackBerry World something. To like yeah, BlackBerry yeah, yeah. Stuff. Everything. Yeah. Um, and then they kind of... I, I, I was hopeful when they when they went to Android. But yeah, I mean, if I, clearly I am a geriatric millennial or well, an elder millennial, as I like to call myself. Indeed. They also say that this new BlackBerry phone will be upwards of $800. You know, at that level, you're competing against so many fabulous products. If you're going to come in at that price, I don't know if I would go higher or lower than that but I just think $800 is the wrong price point to they, come in they at. must be really confident in what they're doing yeah, they're okay. going to go straight at the iPhone like right. that because that is well, literally going straight at I the mean, iPhone I think the only people who are still attracted by 
physical keyboards at this point are pensioners. Seriously. I mean, you know, over time, one has optimized one's touchscreen typing and the physical keyboard is now much slower. I but suspect. I will say one thing though. Companies, mm. because of the problems we've had with AO technology, uh -huh. which is literally a 50 Cent and Justin Timberlake song. <laughs> Um, I have problems with companies named after media products. So Onward was a Pixar film. That oh, really? <laughs> okay. The um, beginning of, I think it was the end of 2019 or the beginning of 2020. Tech um, naming is just that bizarre. So and I'm not very cool. skeptical because it's named after a literal freaking Pixar movie. <laughs> okay. So not, not, don't, don't have high hopes there. Gavin, talking about entertainment, Anthony Bourdain, what are you telling me here? Um. Ach, this is a storm in a teacup, really. Anthony Bourdain, you've got to be a bit of a foodie to have any idea who this guy is. He was a celebrity chef. He was one of the more reasonable ones. But he offed himself about a year and a bit ago. I like rather how you say reasonable celebrity chef. Yeah, I mean, he wasn't like one of these over-the-top kind of, you know, people who are just promoting their personality. His food was great and he oh, was cool and he was mellow about it. shots at Gordon. Yeah, yeah, no, Gordon is an <laughs> example of who, who Anthony Bourdain was not. Um, anyway, they made a uh, documentary about Anthony Bourdain and they needed one little segment of the movie at the beginning narrated by him. They needed his voice to say something. Mm. I'm not sure what exactly. Anyway, they used artificial intelligence to reproduce his hmm. voice and his diction. So like deep and fake his, voice. Yes, deep fake voice, basically. And the whole internet went up in arms because you've created something, attributed it to this guy who's dead. Yes. And, you know, it's fake. And, you know what? I don't care. <laughs> you've got to hear Anthony Bourdain. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm preparing for a whole world of deep fakes. I don't see why Tom Cruise should have to pitch up to the movie if we can fake him, you know. So, so deep fake has actually come a long way because in pornography it's it's again led the charge of like this deep like <laughs> why are you, um, celeb are you simulating the voice of Donald Trump no or what are you like, doing I'm in porn at faces, but if you look uh -huh. at how good oh my goodness I can't believe I'm saying this. Mm -hmm. if you look at how good like deep fakes have become in porn sure. and then you look at how bad digital de-aging has Okay. Happened in Hollywood. Like, mm. look at um, what was it? That movie with the three, the Irishman, or something like that. Uh, no, uh, pretty much anything with like any legendary actor. Okay, now is, all like, right. Being, like okay. the age, but there was there was the show, the Mal the Mandalorian. Yeah. When Luke Skywalker made his return, and then they like just altered. They did a digital face. Okay. To oh, be right. a younger version. Yes, of, yes, yes. Of, okay. What's right. his name? Made him a. Uh, Luke, the original yeah. Luke Skywalker. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mark and, Hamill, yeah. Yes, Mark Hamill. Mm. And it's it's just I, I I don't get why the big budget things are getting worse and like still in this uncanny valley, whereas like mm. the real on the edge kind of fringe stuff is really really good. Really, really good. I agree. Um why don't you just explain uncanny valley to the listeners? <laughs> so <laughs> this is an intriguing concept <laughs> to me, man. <laughs> And it really is kind of cold shivers kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. so it's, 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 it's this idea where you, you push fake a little bit too real. Where something is too realistic, but it's obviously fake. Yeah. Um, and then it, it just it gets into that place where you, you don't want to yeah, engage the, with it. The simulation is so realistic that something inside you is repelled yes. by knowing that it's fake. And knowing that you're completely fooled so by it's, it. So it's tied something to like our most like primal repels. instincts where yeah. we... This is how we used to 
spot predators yeah, and stuff. Yeah, yeah, um, when, yeah. When, especially when they camouflage, just something is off. Yes. And inside you, you're you in know your it. deep, deep primal instincts of freaking out about it. Yeah. But talking about deep, deep primal instincts and freaking out, work from home anxiety. How are you coping, girl? Mm. I've been working from home for the last three years. Just because oh, that's right. That's yeah. where I work from. Yeah, so you so. fully optimized. Well, one of the things that's emerging, I mean, I am still reasonably happy working from home, but I can see some of the limitations creeping in. Other people have experienced those limitations far faster than I. Um, one of the things that's happening is work from home anxiety. And that anxiety is predicated on, am I doing enough work? Am I working fast enough? Why are people not replying to my emails? And, you know, it's like this whole kind of, um, because, you know, you're not doing a regular work-a-day thing where you go in meet with your colleagues yeah. do your work and come home you're basically constantly in a work loop so instead of having the anxiety here are a couple of things you could do and this comes from a story published by home connect home connect is an internet service provider a product of a company called cypherwave anyway they sent out these pointers and i thought these were pretty good so make a daily diary um, even if you've never done a daily diary, now is a good time to start. If you want to do it on the computer, um, I recommend using Microsoft's to-do list. It's software that runs on your PC mm. and on your phone and keeps those two things in sync. But, you know, you make a to-do list, but you can also put deadlines and you can put repeat things that come up every day. You know, it's, it's actually surprisingly full-featured for a very tiny bit of software that runs on the PC and the phone. If you've tried to use a system called Kanban, which I've mentioned before, uh, Kanban is a Japanese system for getting your productivity right. I recommend a product called Trello for that. It's free. You can do a Kanban using Trello, T-R-E-L-L-O. Mm -hmm. And um, the second thing you can do to help alleviate your work from home stress is get the best possible internet you can. Slow internet is freaking you out and probably everybody else in your household. Yes. So just bite the bullet and upgrade I to the best to this. you can possibly afford. Yeah, Lindsay went like to great lengths to improve his internet. <laughs> and now my relationship with the internet has changed. <laughs> okay. And it will change again. It will get even better, I suspect. Because I can stream things ah, to my yes. bedroom TV In reasonable now. resolution. In good resolution, uh, actually. Okay. And I only have like maybe one or two uh, dude cyber watching survivor why would you do that though? survivor south africa uh -huh. i don't know my wife started watching it with the kids and now we're like stuck in this loop where it's like you have to wait it's linear tv oh, week by week once oh, a week gosh and it's not like i'm downloading it some it's like i have to wait until it airs uh -huh. and then i can get access it, it oh, after that gosh. instead of like when i downloaded loki it's like you just wake up on oh, a Wednesday morning and, the thing. and look for the, the episode yeah. and then you download it. Uh -huh. And then it's like your only waiting period is for it to download. Yes, okay. <laughs> and there's so many downloaders that will now stream the thing while it's downloading yes. so you don't even have to wait. <laughs> okay, the third tip for overcoming your work from home anxiety, go outside at least once a day. Go and play with your pets, walk around your garden, drive to the mall, but try and get to nature if you can. Whether you're a nature kind of person or not, and whether you feel this way or not, it's de-stressing you. So make a point of getting away from your work environment, preferably into nature. I have um, two dogs who are very high energy, and yeah, I'll break yeah. up my day by playing with them. Good man. Yeah, yeah, yeah same with us. We've got four dogs. Well, and I have three other that are just too bits. old to play. Oh, really? Okay. <laughs> um, and my last point is quit work at 5 p.m. or whatever time you decide quit work and the way to do that is to close the email program to mute the whatsapp or whatever channels business is using to communicate with you switch them off 
shut down yeah, the that's, PC. That's the biggest thing now because a lot of people are using like their laptop yeah. for work and, and for entertainment. Yeah, so now you want to you want to watch YouTube shit, but work shit still yeah. coming through. Mm. Okay, so these are my four tips. A run a diary. You can do it digitally if you want. I still do mine on paper. I've tried every digital product, but I just find that paper works for me because I change my mind on things and I can move things around. You, sir, need an iPad mini and an <laughs> <Apple> pencil. <laughs> I have versions of that, which reminds me, I'll get back to my Samsung S7 tablet experience. I tried to move my entire productive life to a tablet model, which is how Lindsay operates. He uses the PC nominally, but his main work base is entirely mobile and based on a tablet life. I tried to do it and I will tell you next week about all the ways in which it failed. Okay, yeah, so the, the. okay, we'll, we'll get into that some other time. So keep a diary, get the best internet you can, go outside on a regular basis and stop everything when work hours finish. If it's 5 p.m. for you, whatever time it is, switch everything off, walk away. Mm, all right, that's, that's my um, keep cool at, at home, work from home, yeah. Yeah, that's some, that's some solid advice. Uh, on my side, I've started putting up old school written gadget reviews. Because I've kind of lost my okay. video making mojo. Mm, so yeah, currently, no, no. it's very demanding. There's mm. a there's there's a, a Huawei Band 6 review up mm. on that opinion guide at co.za. Um, and I'm I'm gonna put through a couple of camera reviews as well that mm -hmm. I had shot footage for, but just can't find the energy to edit. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's, it's been it's been an interesting transition again, mm. just to get the, the juices flowing. Outside of that, there's obviously all sorts of things happening. Uh, this podcast is a bit late on a Thursday today, yeah, sure. same as last week. But we uh, know you're waiting with bait and breath. <laughs> <laughs> but we'll, we'll try and get that together. We have the Xiaomi people next week. Um, yeah, so just look out for all of those things. I want to add one more tip to my work from home. Yes. Okay, now after having told you you should shut the computer off, if for whatever reason you don't shut it off because you want to use it for recreation, it's not a good idea, you need to get away from the computer, but you can look up the following address artsandculture.google.com artsandculture one word .google.com. it's just a weird site that google has put together with just miscellaneous arts information i found a fascinating story on there about the guy who built the first synthesizers you know like musical keyboard mm. synthesizers and a whole lot of other things they've got a color matcher thing where you tell it what your favorite color is and it just throws up a grid of pictures yeah. miscellaneous pictures in your favorite color have you watched the pedal movie the pedal movie yes no so it's a movie in a documentary all about um, like wah wah pedals and effects pedals. Guitar and pedals. Sort of oh, just general effects pedals. Yeah, yeah. the guitar effects okay. pedals. All right. And it's just like a deep dive yeah. into yeah. that whole culture. So, so this arts and culture thing, it's covering music, it's covering music history, it's covering gadgetry, it's covering all sorts of... If you just want to, you know, perk yourself up a little, visit artsandculture.google.com and see if you find anything attractive there. Yeah, cool. That's my story for the week, Kevin. That's my story too. Find from you? I am working in a very concentrated way on updating the budget phones list on Tech Radar. This is one of our most important pages. People search for cheap phones all the time. I try not to use the word cheap. I use the word budget or affordable. But effectively, it's what most of you call a cheap phone. So I'm updating that list to give you the best of the best of all the phones I've tested, which is many more than Lindsay. Okay. So do <sighs> visit phones. Tech Radar. Cheap and phones. <laughs> You can either search Google for cheap phones and hopefully you'll get my page. Otherwise, visit Tech Radar and look for cheap and phones. And then by next week Tuesday, I will have up my video on that opinion guy on YouTube. 
about why you should rather buy a second-hand iPhone 8 <laughs> oh my than goodness. a brand-new Nokia G10. Right. <laughs> we, we, we'll get into this. I think a lot of people are asking that question. Can I rejuvenate this iPhone so it will work properly again? You mm -hmm. know, is it a battery swap? What can I do will make my iPhone keep going? It's just because a battery I can't swap afford in another one. Yeah. In a clean white. Okay, so you can tell us about that next week. Yeah, mm. cool. Cool. I'm over and out. Bye.